Hello folks, I'm Elijah. Today we have Rickard from the band Panther Crater on the show. We discuss everything from superhero movies to ways that God has come through in his life to how Panther Crater started to interesting tour stories and things. And he also plays bass in a band called Crimson Moonlight, which I'm guessing a few of you will have heard of. Um, so yeah, we discuss a lot of things, like usual, some of it is stuff that you've probably heard me discuss with folks before, some of it isn't gonna be, but I hope you guys enjoy, and let's get right into it. Hello folks, I'm Elijah, today we have got Rickard from Panto Crater on the show, how are you doing mate? I'm doing just fine, thank you, you? I am doing alright, yeah, just... <laughs> I don't really have too much to comment, just working through college stuff and things. Yeah. Yes. Cool. But yeah, this is the show where we discuss what folks are all about and the stories behind that. So, Rickard, what are you all about? Well, what am I all about? I am, uh, first and foremost, I'm probably known as the drummer from Pentacrater. Um, I've been in the band for all almost 25 years mm-hmm. um a couple of years ago i also joined crimson moonlight on bass so i i do a lot of work music wise and uh, yeah i'm i'm 40 years old this summer so yeah the the years are coming fast at me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i so you would have started in panto crater when you were 15 yeah yeah, so you're That's playing right. death metal stuff. For a long time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what's that been like, keeping that up? Um, You know, it's, it's hard to describe, but, you know, I, 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 I just, it's, it's a way of life, man. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's something, it's like breathing the air around you yeah. i just gotta do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's I no see. other way to to really explain it fair enough how did you start playing drums and things um i started playing drums like i i was early very interested in music um i i started in my mom's and dad's kitchen you know yeah. bringing forth every like pots and and bowls and then i started to slam them with the kitchen uh, forks and every and everything, and then I just went on to to a public school, and they I started to play drums in school. Um, I joined my first band when I went in, I think it was in sixth grade or something. Okay. Yeah, and we we played uh, lots of you know c- covers of known Swedish songs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I I just met the creator when I was fourteen. Okay. In high school, yeah. Yeah. So were you into that sort of thing when you met Panto Crater or No, not not, not really. I, I I had a classmate who were, who introduced me to uh, to like uh, heavy metal and and death metal stuff. Yeah. I, I and I really didn't like it in the beginning. <laughs> I thought what what is this? <laughs> but then you know things started to fall in place and I I, I watched Panther Crater live yeah. because they had a different lineup at first for one, like one year. 
and and I I saw them in in a church in in a town nearby, and uh, I just got blown away, yeah. blown away, and I said, you know, what if I could play in a band like this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I like a year later I joined. Yeah. So how old would all the guys in the band have been when they started out? Um, Carl and Matthias are Matthias. Let's see now. He's he's six years older than me, okay. so he's he's forty six now. Right. And Carl is forty five. So, yeah, they were a bit older than me. They were almost grown ups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I think they yeah, they they took care of me. You know, the the little child on on the drums. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I... Yeah, was that very interesting dynamic being like the wee baby of the band? Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, but we we just got along, you know, at the first moment. Yeah. And then uh, then one year after me, Jonas joined on on bass, and we had played together for a couple of years before that in another band. So yeah. Yeah. And then that's the lineup was yeah we we have been together in that lineup for i think jonathan joined the band in 2003 or okay. four i can't remember any yeah but the the lineup has always been constantly you know the same guys so yeah yeah do you remember when you first tried to play death metal on drums yeah I actually did. I the first time I sat on a drum kit with a double pedal on, yeah. uh, I just it felt so natural to me. Okay. Yeah. So I I didn't really had to struggle with you know keeping up with the pace and and then of of course I wasn't as fast as I, maybe I am now. But yeah. but uh, it um, I felt that this was my thing, you know. And then when as the years went on. I started to to pick up the guitar and and uh, later on I've actually become you know like the 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 musical engine of the band okay. you know who, who writes and yeah I write the most of the stuff. Okay. Do you so do you write like most of the lyrics and music too or just like the music? Just yeah, the, the just the music. Okay. I I sort of write a frame work for a song and yeah. then we get together with the band and work on the arrangements and stuff like that but yeah yeah so to change topics a little bit what's your faith journey been like did you like grow up in a christian home and things or how um, did that start out yeah i i came to faith i think the lord found me in when i was about 13 14 years it was in the you know in the same time spectrum when i joined the band actually yeah. i was i was um, doing my confirmation period here in the in the swedish church as it's like a, an education you do okay. when you confirmate your your baptism as a child and then you you have to you have to learn certain things and stuff like that and that was when i you know when my interest in in the bible and and in who and in who God really is uh, started to take place. So um, my my parents are not Christians, so I wasn't raised in a Christian home. Yeah. But my grandfather and my grandmother was Christian, so they really encouraged me. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. So yeah, and it's it's been a journey since then. 
Yeah, so what's kept you going with that? Because with a lot of folks, they become Christians, like, around, like, at a young age or whatever, and then as they turn into adults, they kind of lose that. So what do you think kept you going and helped you to not do that? I'm not sure, really, but... I th- I, I, I'm 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 certain that me playing in Pantocrator had a big part of it, you know. We we you know we I had my brothers in the band and we yeah. encouraged each other. We prayed together. We read the Bible together. It was it was like a small congregation, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got together when we rehearsed. We started out with like, "How have you been lately? Is it something you want to take out? You want me to pray for you? Yeah, stuff like that." And that has been really helpful because out here that I where we where we live here in Sweden it's really not that populated. Yeah. So uh, the youth community, you know, like Christians in our in the same age aren't that many. Yeah. So we only really had each other. Yeah. So and yeah, I think I think that had a major part in me not, you know, falling out. Yeah so to speak. You had a really good community around you. Yeah. 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 So what's the journey been like since then? I know that's like a very long amount of time to try and think about, but like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> um, you know, life has its ups and downs. Yeah. Even even if, as a believer, you know, and uh, your, your faith is constantly being tested mm. you know in this in this kind of society that we have today it's it's not it's not easy being a christian today mm. and it, it's not getting easier but you can it's 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 very it's really encouraging to see you know that there is there is science today in the world that you know this is the way this is the one way the only truth that is yeah. There is for real, and that is God, and and uh, you know, it's it's a lot of it's war, it's hunger, it's it's uh, persecution of Christians, it's it's uh, it's so much happening in the world today. It's a crazy place, and the only thing that is you know constant is Jesus. He's he's the same always. So I think yeah, it's it's kind of hard to to explain, but it's it's uh, and uh, i'm i'm trying to <laughs> to to find the words in english because that's not my main yeah. language but yeah I, yeah i was there like moments where it's like you saw god do something if that makes sense where that really helped to keep you going yeah of course i mean you can see god in 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 everyday life you know uh, in in the in the little things, mm. uh, but of course he's he's doing a lot of great stuff yeah. always. But it's easy to you know to to be blind about it, and to explain some something with with your uh, human mind, mm. yeah. so to speak. Um, but there has been some uh, some occasions, you know, that that it it must have been God. It can yeah. be no other than than God. Yeah, so yeah yeah of course you, you know yeah i can share one of uh, 
it was a quite horrible experience actually it was when my uh, youngest son was it was maybe he was young just about one year old or something um and uh, i was home alone with him and my wife were out on a walk and my other boy was in school um and i i sat here at the dinner table and we were going to eat and he he choked on a small piece of chicken mm-hmm. so he kind of you know he he turned blue okay. really blue so it was it was it was really frightening and i i at at the time i worked as a as a firefighter so i had i had some knowledge in how to to help a kid who who had their airways blocked yeah yeah but something some something that happened during that time was that my wife was out on a walk she couldn't have known about this mm. but she got like god showed her a vision of, of a small casket you know so she start she she immediately started praying mm. and then i i could you know put down the the small piece of meat in like a sideway uh tube before the lungs yeah so he could breathe with one lung so you know god showed rebecca that my my wife uh, that she needed to pray and you know suddenly he got air yeah so that's one thing that you know that I bear with me that is really strong that is a proof that god really cares all the time and is with us always yeah that's a pretty intense but clear story of like yeah god doing something yeah of course yeah really is yeah is there a few others that you might want to share too yeah it, it was also uh, a, 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 an experience with my grandmother when she passed actually um um it, and it was more like like a a dream that the, that the lord came to me in a dream and i was really sad about my you know losing my grandmother even though she was old and she's, you know, she had a, a blessed life and all of that, but everyone was really sad that she, she had to leave. <laughs> um, but uh, in a dream, Jesus said to me, when your grandma falls to sleep, she will wake up in my house. Mm. And that was so comforting and it was so strong. Yeah. So that, that is also one of those moments that you know yeah that's that is so powerful yeah that there's definitely plenty of moments where god he just speaks directly whether it's like through a dream or like prophetic word or through uh-huh. his bible or whatever yeah or it's just like it just hits where you're at so directly it does he does certainly yeah so going back to music and things, what's it been like being a musician and then also like working and being a father and stuff? How has that kind of been like you said? Yeah, it's, that, that's a good question because it's it's not always easy, yeah. you know, um, being a full-time dad, being a full-time employee yeah. at a company um, and then combine that with your your passion besides all of that, which is music. Um, so, you know, if I, if I didn't have such an understanding boss or 
an understanding wife and family, I could not have done this at all, I think. Even though we, we ain't that much of a touring band anymore, yeah. we, 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 we don't do any long runs or, or stuff like that. But even though if, if we go on the, on the road for a couple of weeks, you know, it's, it's someone have to look after the kids and, and I have to take, take leave from, from my work. Uh, so it isn't easy not being a full-time musician. I think that it's actually harder being a, than being a full-time musician. You know, yeah. you have to combine everything in order to get the life puzzle to work. And that is that's that's the story, you know. As for the most of us in the in the scene, mm-hmm. there there are a few ones uh, among us in the Christian male community that actually can you know make an income of their music and to sort of live on it. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. There's like a few kind of bigger bands besides that. They're mostly just folks who are really passionate about what they're doing and will do what it takes to keep exactly yeah yeah so with your new album that came out last year what kind of inspired that like the big theme in it is marching out of babylon and things so yeah what kind of inspired that whole album um you know as uh, you know when it comes to the lyrics, it's it's uh, that 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 is Carl's yeah. stuff. Uh, so he he writes the lyrics, and he could be, you know, some of the lyrics are more than a decade old on that album. Okay. But we just yeah, but we just felt that you know uh, we wanted we did we didn't want to do you know this uh, thematic album like Blood and and Incarnate. They had a really you know strong red line. Uh, but we did also want to make an album that was filled with with hope mm. um, and that you know with really f- powerful songs and I think in my opinion that that marching out of Babylon is is our by far the best album we've made so far yeah and it's actually tomorrow is the one year anniversary <laughs> of the release been a wee while yeah and it took it took like seven years to get out you know we we, i i I started working on the songs immediately after we released uh, incarnate and i had like a bunch of i mean i had i think i had three or four songs in the first couple of months and then you know life just happens and yeah we we had we had difficult to meet each other we had to build a new rehearsal in between from the scratch so a bunch of time went on and and uh, it felt it felt like really like delivering a baby when when the album was released it felt uh, so good and we are very happy about the album and uh, it's been uh, receiving a lot of nice words we feel happy it's definitely a high quality death metal album and there's like a bit of variety in the style of songs i think like some of it is just more straight up heavy some of it's yeah. a bit more melodic i think my favorite song is phoenix rising just because of like it's the most uplifting song on the album 
mine too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the choir ending for the album is just perfect yeah thanks man yeah so have you started writing stuff for the next album already or are you just kind of like, I... always writing yeah I, i'm i'm sort of always writing but i have i have some something sketched out for for a couple of songs and we will start to to you know make some some pre-productions yeah. later on uh but now we actually our main focus now is to actually get together and rehearse as much as we can because as soon as all the this these restriction is you know gone we want to head out yeah we want to play the new songs for a live audience so we hope to do a tour of some sort in europe during summer or autumn or something yeah do you think you might come to the uk we hope so yeah if you want us <laughs> <laughs> yes. if someone can make that happen yeah of course of course it, it would be a lot of fun maybe come to scotland yes it'd be great yeah can invite all my normie mates just to give them an experience to not forget yeah that, that, that would be fun yes it'd be great all right so how much touring and stuff have you done with the bands do you think yeah um you know it's the last maybe 15 years we have always done you know some touring in the summers and some in the autumn winter yeah and it's been it's been it's been a couple of you know more or less you know short runs but uh, from one week to two weeks 10 days or something like that because we have families and jobs um so uh i mean the the latest years i've mostly been playing live with crimson moonlight we went over yeah. to the states a couple of couple of years back and we did some shows there and uh, uh, with with Panda Crater we we toured a lot in Czech Republic and in Germany and Poland and and uh, yeah Slovakia yeah so you know Czech Republic is 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 like a second home to the band we have okay. always been very welcome there and of and not to forget uh, the elements of rock festival in Switzerland yeah. We've been there a few times as well. Okay. Do you have any interesting yeah. tour stories from like random or crazy or funny things that have happened? Uh, when they are funny, a couple of years after. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> we had we had this uh, this horrible experience okay. while touring in Germany with uh, a Swedish band called Exhale, right. uh, a Swedish grindcore band. And our we had we had like a, a camper that we have rented here in our city, and it all went fine. It all went very good, and it was very comfortable. You know, we had this. We had a, a, a lot of beds. We had a lot of space. And once we we reached Berlin, it it's uh, it started to fall apart. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, so. When once we have reached Berlin, we had to to drive it to a workshop, and they had to work something on the on the on the engine. I think it was something with the generator or something. Yeah. Um. So they got that fixed, and like 
300 kilometers from Berlin, way south, we uh, start to get problems again. The motor, the engine temperature started to rise and it started to boiling and it was smoke. And we were what? So <laughs> we did, we had to pull over and then, you know, it was a lot of, yeah, the, when we, we lifted the, the engine uh, hood, it was like everything was loose. Yeah. You know, what did they do in Berlin with the engine? <laughs> so we had to call, you know, the insurance companies and we had to get some uh, rent cars and guys had to come and get us and we had to leave the car in Germany. So I you know it, it was chaos. Mm. But it worked out fine in the end. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not very funny while you're in the midst of it, you know. Yeah, that it sounds like a very stressful environment. Yeah, <laughs> and this was this other time when we traveled like 150 kilometers up north in through Sweden, okay. and uh, our our one guitarist was going on about you know all the all the, the way up there that he couldn't find his wallet. Where is my wallet? I can't find my wallet anywhere. So when we get, uh, when, when we got to the place where we're, gonna, where we're going to play, we're going to do the sound check. It was going, still going on about his wallet. And then we were heading up to the stage. And then suddenly he asked, have someone seen my guitar? Your guitar, it, it is in the car, right? Uh, so it was not in the car. He left it at home, at his parents' home, 150 kilometers away. So that's a fun story. <laughs> All the way going on about his wallet. And then it was his, you know, the most valuable thing that he, the one thing he could, that he must remember. Mm-hmm. It wasn't there. <laughs> yes. So how did you guys work that out? We uh, we had the pleasure to to share stage uh, with another band that that used the same seven string guitars as us. So we got to borrow one, fortunately enough. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys use the same tuning or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. So we didn't have to change anything. So that was yeah. that was nice. Yeah. I, I think that was God. Also, <laughs> yes, yeah, so that can get pretty chaotic if you guys. Yeah, have, like completely different drop tunings or whatever. That would that could have been an interesting show. <laughs> um, very well could have been. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think tour sounds like a lot of fun, but really chaotic. Yeah, it can be, and it's almost no no sleep at all and you know but it's it's a lot of fun i miss it yeah how does that work out without sleeping like what keeps you going when you're on the road coffee yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes coffee and and uh yeah the 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 the, the always very good company of the guys in the band and other bands that you tour with yeah so yeah, you know, all of us is 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 really really tired, but it it works out. <laughs> yeah, like that would be really physically demanding, like not sleeping much and then 
playing a lot of death metal shows, like, especially yeah. for, like, you as the drummer and then Carl as the vocalist, because yeah, you need sleep to do vocals well. Yeah. He, you know, Carl, Carl, one show in Czech Republic, he, he really hurt his ankle so bad. He, he, he jumped from, from one of the speakers down on the floor with, you know, down in the audience. And he, his foot went like, you know, really wrong in the, in the, yeah, in the wrist. So, you know, and it turned, it turned blue and swollen, really swollen, but he kept going. <laughs> but the next day wasn't that fun. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that would. Like, did people notice? Or did he just, like, keep going like nothing had happened? Or. I think he, 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 he masked it pretty well, actually. Okay. But I think, you know, he gave away a different kind of scream when he hit the floor <laughs> than we were used to. <laughs> Have you ever tried to do streaming vocals ever, or have you just? Not yeah, heard? yeah, I, I I have done some backing vocals on on the albums. Okay. Yeah. But not that that much. I I I prefer to to do clean vocals. Yeah. How did you find the process of learning to do that? Did you just kind of have a go at it, or did like Carl give you? Yeah, I think so. You, or you mean you, you mean the, the the growling? Yeah, with the growling stuff. Yeah, well, I I sort of uh, watched watched a a bunch of YouTube videos with different techniques, and I just had a go at it, you know. <laughs> so, so right, <laughs> I think that's how. Yeah. Ninety percent of people these days learn how to do it. I think so. Yeah. Either yeah. that, or they're just like mucking about. Born naturals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that also happens, but it's not as common. I think it's more common no. to be like, you either looked it up on WikiHow or found a YouTube video. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I... So, how many projects have you been in? Like you said, you do Panther Crater and Crimson Moonlight. Yeah, um... And then we have Melek, which is oh, yeah. a side project with uh, my wife and Carl. Yeah. So, uh, and then I have a solo project that I call uh, Jockin, which okay. uh, is only me, you know, recording uh, more like singer-songwriter stuff yeah. in the veins of, uh, do you know the band Vo- Vo- Wovenhand? No, I don't Maybe, uh, they are a really cool band. Maybe is it? Eugene Edwards is his name. Was okay. I don't think I do. No. Is you better like sh- a, check them out. They're really cool. Is it like acoustic guitar and singing kind of singer songwriter or like? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's more or less country based, but you know, with with the Swedish folk tunes involved yeah. to okay. it. I have some some uh, I have two songs that I've released that are out on YouTube or, or Bandcamp. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check those out. What sort of vibe yeah. would you describe Swedish folk as? I would say it depends a little bit in 
which part of the country you are. Yeah. Um, the most famous part of Swedish folk music is uh, a, a place called Dalarna in, in Sweden, which is, uh, yeah, it's kind of happy tunes, but they are, they are uh, really melodic and, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's nice music. Yeah. And then we have these more, you know, these more, more melancholic beautiful uh, epic themes that you know describes the the nature over here and okay. and uh, the hardship of people back in the day yeah that sounds like something i'll have to check out at some point yeah there are a lot of great artists that incorporate you know nordic folk music i, I don't know if you know the artist Eivor. Uh, she, she's a uh, female artist from uh, the faroe islands i don't think i do She's amazing, man. Yeah. And we have uh, we have the guys in uh, Vardruna, which is uh, a constellation of guys from uh, the band uh, Enslaved from Norway, mm-hmm. which is a black metal band. And then we have uh, uh, Eina Selvig, who is the former drummer of Gorgoroth, you know, really... Okay really evil band from back in the day but he's he's uh, being being somewhat uh, of a norwegian uh, national skald so to speak you know yeah these days so he's he's only playing on viking instruments and it's it's super cool super nice music yeah viking instruments and like all those more like weird traditional things are like really epic when you get people yeah. to, to use them. Exactly. Right, so here's an interesting question. What are your favorite Panto Creator songs and why? Oh. Um, well, I think I have to, to choose a couple of songs from the latest album that uh, I feel particularly proud about. And that is, one is Wedlock. Okay. which is the second track of the from the new album which is a kind of a slow heavy morbid angel kind of vibe to it that i yeah. highly enjoy and i like the uh, the melodic uh, vibes to the refrain and i like the 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 really you know heavy parts of it it's it's really heavy and uh, it has sort of an epic feel to it and then the one you mentioned earlier, Phoenix Rising, is probably one of the songs that I'm most proud of mm. ever, actually. Uh, it turned out super great. I'm really, 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 really pleased with, with, with it. And then, of course, there is a couple of songs way back from the, from the Blood album mm. back in 2003. And that is uh, Blood Ropar. Is it the... It, think it's the second track of the, of the album okay. i'm not sure really you know but that that was a, a, a pretty different you know it, we, we were into more technical stuff back then yeah. and uh, we actually picked one of those songs up on the rehearsal last weekend because uh, okay. that album actually turns 20 years old next year yeah. so we're planning to do some some maybe a re-release on vinyl or something right. next year with a bonus track, something cool like okay. that. 
yeah. maybe re-record one of the tracks or so. We we haven't decided yet, but yeah, we'll see. Nice. Something like that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, what pieces of music do you think have inspired you the most to create music? Like, if um, you had to pick, like maybe yeah, what well, to create or like what are some songs and albums that have inspired your writing for that um what inspired me the last album as you know that that would probably i listen a lot to the latest albums of a band from norway called keep of kalesin okay uh, and uh, they play a sort of a very epic kind of black metal with right. super cool riffs and and you know big uh, sort of choir arrangements and uh, I think that inspired me in some way and then I I've always enjoyed um, good harmonies good melodies yeah. so you know the all the, the old albums from a band in Sweden called hypocrisy uh, in flames stuff like that had always inspired me um, so yeah but I'm I'm not only listening to metal stuff. I listen a lot to to a lot of music, you know. Yeah, is there anything uh, that might surprise of, people? I think it might surprise people a lot. That I, one of my favorite artists are Mark Knopfler from Die Straits. Yeah, uh, he's a he's a yeah he's an absolute uh, amazing songwriter. And the way that he speaks through the guitar and yeah, it's 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 magic. Yeah. I've yeah. barely listened to any dire straits, but I think I'll probably one day because I have ADD, so I'll randomly just like want to listen to a certain type of thing. So probably one day I will randomly just listen to dire straits. Like something yeah. that happened recently. Was I wanted to find a jazz version of Old MacDonald, which is yeah. kind of random, but I found this absolute gem of a song. So, yeah. Yes. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 song uh, the song Brothers in Arms is is uh, is okay. top notch. That is that is one song that I can recommend everyone to yeah. to listen to. So, yeah, that that's die straight. So. Right, I'll have to check that out do that yeah is there any other artists that might surprise people or a bit or is that the big one you know just because you asked me that question i can't come up with anything but i listen to a crazy lot of music you know as a swede i have always listened to abba uh yeah um grown up with that kind of music my mother is a huge abba fan i have listened a lot to credence clearwater revival um early alice cooper uh, you know uh yeah rainbow dio a lot of those early early bands I, yeah. so the, 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 there's a bunch of great music out there that is that i still haven't you know discovered Mm -hmm. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm currently in the stage of trying to find as many different sounds as possible because it's like why well, I love metal. Yeah. There's going to be like lots of really cool songs in other genres that 
you'd mess if you just stay within that. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's like also it's just there's plenty of fun music outside of metal that just makes me happy. <laughs> like lots of like kind of like almost like kids music and things like from animated movies or whatever. Yeah. It's just like this yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. And exactly. Very underrated. And I think yeah. plenty of adults could do with having a little bit more of that. Yeah. I totally agree. You know, one thing, oh, well, one thing more that really inspires me is is uh, superhero movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is that is one thing that really inspires me. You know, watching those and and I'm sitting there in the couch, maybe with my guitar, and I just you know, have have, have you seen the latest uh, Spider-Man movie? By the way. No, I've no. I'm going to at some point. Um, yeah, no spoilers then. It, yes, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yes, I've seen the trailer, and it seems like if a director was trying to make the most nostalgic but modern Spider-Man movie possible, that's kind of what it is. It seems. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> But how is that inspiring for you? Yeah, you know, it, it inspires, you know, sort of some feelings in the scenes and the, uh, the epicness, the, the drama, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, sometimes you just want to put uh, a different kind of vibe to a, to a picture you have seen in a movie or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, like, kind of, like, almost like if you could put a soundtrack to this movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's quite an interesting yeah. way of putting together a song. So have you written many Panto Creator songs like that? or? Maybe. I, I you know, not intentionally, but I, I'm sure I have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I have. Yeah, for all we know one of the songs could fit perfectly with some Marvel movie out there. It's just waiting for someone to dub it over. Yeah, yeah. Probably, you know, like the ending in Infinity War or the Endgame movie. Yeah, like, uh, in the... I've not seen those yet, but like... Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yes, I've only gotten to Thor Ragnarok. Okay. I saw... Well, I've seen Spider-Man Far From Home, which my third friends thought was a bit crazy yeah and committing sacrilege seeing as it's after all that but yeah i still need to watch those yeah cool yeah so do you have a favorite um action movie that's inspired you a lot or do you just love a good one or... oh man there are a lot of good action movies out there um maybe i'm gonna sound a bit cliche but you know the the old die hard movies are favorites <laughs> and the the old uh, you know lethal weapon movies yeah. you know i'm a child of the 80s so i really love those movies yeah and i i highly enjoy you know the new the new big action movies as well you know with the rock and 
and all those guys. But I also love, you know, historical dramas as much. Yeah. The 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 Viking series, I I really like those, and then the Game of Thrones, and you know, all of those epic shows. Yeah, I think superhero and movies like that are interesting, just because it's like it kind of seems like the modern version of how. In old days, there was, like, lots of different religions and things to, like... Yeah. Because there was, like, a pursuit of something bigger than us. And it seems like superhero movies are almost, like, the modern-day version of that expression. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, so it's, like... It's interesting how you can, like, watch those and then... Not to, like, be, like, really cringy, but just, like, how that can, you can see how that kind of represents the need for Jesus and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, uh, references in those movies about, you know, self-sacrifice and, you know, you sacrifice for the for the great of others, just as Christ did. And yeah, I think you can see a lot of those things in, in the superhero movies. They all, almost everyone is based on Jesus. I'm, I'm sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like... He, he's like the main yeah. superhero, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he pretty much is, except he's the most counterintuitive superhero at the same time, because... Yeah. It's like sheep to the slaughter, it says. Yeah. And everyone in that, or the people wanted to kill him and stuff. It's yeah. Like, if that, it'd be a very interesting to see someone try and make that into a superhero movie. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, we're yet to see something just like that. Yeah. I'm. 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 I think I have seen, you know, like a like a comic version of the Bible, yeah. that are really that are drawn by some amazing artists yeah. in almost like a anime sort of yeah. style, yeah, and it's nice. it's really really hey, cool cool images and yeah very dramatic. Yeah, I remember being like seven or something like that and seeing those, and I was like, oh, that's way more interesting. Than just yeah. cracking open the Bible, which is like, it's a good way to reach. It is. Who aren't going to read or listen to. Exactly. It. Just as music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, with music, it can. Like, I think a lot of people don't quite see I don't know my brain is not at its biggest capacity but it's just like yeah. it's a powerful way to put yeah. a message across so it is I'm curious though have you ever had like Christians who think that 
Panto Creator is satanic or some other oh, yeah. project that you've been. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah Many that? times. <laughs> you like the first the first show, I think it was the second or third show I ever did with the band. We played in a church okay. in southern Sweden and you know the older ones in the church they wanted to cover the altar and put away the cross from the scene. So be, just because that we yeah we we were playing it was us it was an old band uh that was called vital decision that was uh uh with yeah the crimson mula vocalist pilgrim on, on guitar vocals amongst others and we played on valentine's day i think it was and they yeah they they wanted to cover the altar and put away you know put down the cross from the from the stage so now i think they weren't that happy about us playing there but we have we have we have encountered a lot of uh, resistance during the year, mostly from the church, sadly. Yeah. Um, they, of course, there have been, have been a lot of you know, but they are most like, oh, you're Christians, you shouldn't play our music. Get out of here. <laughs> we played at a secular festival in 2005. We it was a, a festival called Gates of Metal. Uh, we played together best bands like. Uh, was Sabaton, it was uh, mm. Dimmu Borger and uh, Ed Guy. It was quite a big band's festival. Okay. Yeah. And when uh, when they, uh, you know, uh, uh, when they let, well, how do you say it? When, when they uh, re revealed that we were going to play, they were just, you know, it was like this shit has hit the fan, you know. Uh, their 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 website was oh you can't you, you can't book those guys those are Christian, but you know they they settled down after that they have seen us play and they came forward and we had a good chat and we we had a few beers together and we talked to them and it was just fine. Yeah, <laughs> I, that sounds like a good way for it to go and not just like. Like people kind of respected you after hearing that you guys were actually good at what you did. Yeah, I think that's that's the main issue in the scene sometimes that people they of course the message is is important, but the music is in my opinion equally important because you can't deliver a powerful message without without good music. You know, mm -hmm. if if the if the if the cover is bad, you won't buy it. If you see, if you see my resemblance. Yeah. Uh, has there been any more interesting stories where, like, either Christians thought you shouldn't be playing that or, like, someone... Uh, you know, there, there, there's, there are, of course, a bunch of them. There have been so many shows throughout the years, but not that I can recall uh, just now. Okay. Besides that one. <laughs> Yeah. I. Yeah. What's it like talking to fans who aren't Christians when, like, what's a tip? Is there like a normal conversation for that, or? Yeah, it is. You know, they they uh, some fans we have we have uh, we have fans that aren't Christian and they they just accept that we play this kind of music with with christian themes and christian lyrics and uh, they are they're not interested in in what we believe in and that's fine you know yeah. but uh, 
our main goal is not to reach the Christians. Of course, it's to reach the not Christians. So we we want people to listen to our music that are not believers in the first place. Yeah. And that is why we try to reach out as you know to play at the secular clubs, the secular festivals with the with the secular bands to get out there. But we, we, of course, we won't turn down to play at a Christian festival just because of that. But, but we want to go out there and and, and play, out there in the real world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, have you seen much of an impact on non-Christians being made through music, playing shows, and things? <sighs> yeah, we have had some some fans that had play. You know, they have write us. They wrote us uh, after hearing us, and they had started to listen to our music, and they are starting to read what we are singing about, and then they have actually come to faith. Mm-hmm. And that is that is uh, you know if if that has happened to one person during these twenty five years, it has been all worth it because mm. you know that's the most great thing that could ever happen to a person. Remember many specific instances of that they might want to share. Well, I I remember we got we got one letter. It's maybe 10, 10 12 years ago, something like that. And uh, she had been into you know occult things and depressions and drinking and uh, suicide thoughts and stuff like that. And then she started listening to to our music and she. She started to, you know, feel like the, she came to a turning point of some kind. And uh, a month, months, some months later, she, she, she gave herself to God, and she, she gave us her thanks. So that is, uh, that that is so cool. And that is all, all, yeah. It's it's been all worth it just for those those small moments, you know. It's it's all nice, you know, to get get nice reviews in of the albums that you make and stuff like that. But it doesn't compare to those to those things. Yeah. Yeah, those are definitely like pretty crazy moments. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you, like yeah. Where someone comes to faith, and it's like, especially like if you're having a conversation with someone. Yeah. Like for a while, and then you see that happen throughout the conversation. It's like mad yeah it's it's cool yeah it's like it's kind of cringy to say but it is the biggest miracle that you do see is people changing like you get people who like cheekily say if i become a christian that will be a miracle and it's like well correct yeah (laughs) amen Yes, and that might be a good spot to close us off. So, thank you for your time. Do you have anything that you want to plug, and anything you want prayer for? Um. Well, I. It's not a big thing, but I have a nasty cold right now, so people could always pray for that and good health. <laughs> but I just want to thank you, Elijah, for for uh, wanting to talk to me, and uh, it was really nice talking to you, man. I really enjoyed it. 
and where can folks find you and all your projects? Well, uh, for Pentacreditors, we you can always find us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, our music is on all the major platforms like Spotify and YouTube and yeah, all of those big ones. Uh, Melek, the same. Uh, Crimson Moonlight, the same. Jokin is only on Bandcamp. So uh, search for Jokin, uh, J-A-C-H-Y-N. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. It was fun. It was super fun. Have a great weekend, mate. You too, mate. Take care. God bless you. God bless you too. Thank you, folks, for listening to that. Um, if you could share this with a friend or anything like that on your social media, that would be much appreciated at this point. The podcast is tiny, so <laughs> anything you guys could do like that would be much appreciated. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you guys in the next episode.